0: This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Yellow Home Podcast. Greatest songs worth covering. Original classic hitmakers. Now this is quite funny. Finding music beds sometimes to the songs that I pick, if they go way, way back, it's quite hard to find a good instrumental version of the songs. So the little flute that was uh, kind of playing the, um, the, the strap line to the whole song is quite not reflective of the song that I'm about to play you. You may or may not have heard it if you've listened to 80s music. It was huge. 1985, we're going back to. um, And the artist is called Falco. Now he's Austrian. Austrian rather than German. But there's a leaning in that general direction. Uh, His stage name is Falco. His real name is Johann Johann Hans-Holzel. I think that's how you say it. Uh, Massive singer and songwriter. Huge. This song uh, literally was one of those songs that landed um it's the only um austrian song to or rather foreign sung song to be number one on the billboard hot 100 in america number one which was really amazing and it was number one in something like 13 countries everyone just loved it and so for a year and a half he was just you know wow the song just took off um falco has a really interesting story um I mean, he's had several he did have several he's no longer alive but uh, he had several international hits rock me amadeus de commissar and vienna calling i remember vienna calling do you remember vienna calling yeah vague though i mean really really vague his story is that he was born in 1957 his mum was called um maria and his dad was called Aloy. Mm. and they were working class so he was born in vienna and they were working class working class um she was actually pregnant with triplets and because it was a dizzy pregnancy which i don't know what that means sounds dramatic though um she actually ended up miscarrying the identical twins and only falco survived and he talked afterwards a lot about um the fact that he would sometimes feel the other two souls he said there was three souls in in one there and it sounds dramatic, but I do sense them sometimes. And he always referred to them a lot. He'll, he, he would say it would affect his mood um, and things like that. So he felt very close to his twin brothers. Um, so it did define him. In 1963, he began his school. At the age of four, it was really clear that he loved music and was good at it. Mm. Four years old, he was able to um, uh, sort of m- mimic drum beats. And everyone noticed it. As a toddler, he was able to keep, keep the drum beat. And then by four, he was literally turning into a protege. On his fourth birthday, they gave him a grand piano. Um, and the next gift was a record player the following year. And he used to listen to, he used to play the piano and he used to listen to music by Elvis Presley, Cliff Richard and the Beatles. Wow. Those were his influences at that young age. Really funny. And he always wanted to be a pop star. That's what he wanted to do. From the moment he was born, as soon as he could speak, he just wanted to be a pop star, and he followed it. He got very involved in um, the, the Vienna nightlife, um, and it was performance as well. It wasn't just because I mean they're known for it. So the general performance art thing, along with music, yeah. over in Vienna is is mm. amazing. And he got very involved in that. And then he met a record producer, and off they went. So he broke through at the UK and in the US. Um, and he managed to. The, there was a really, there's a really funny bit during my research about him that said, um, with Rock Me Amadeus, mm. it got to number one on the Billboard Hot 100 and it sat there for three weeks. But he also managed to get to number one on the r&b the billboard top r&b singles which and this is this is the research that i've done this was the quote which Mm. for a white artist was really unusual Mm. that was the quote so i think he was you know he was super pleased by the reaction that this song got when did his song drop 1985 and 1986 yeah yeah so that was a big deal um And it was recorded um, in Austria, this song, from his third album. So he'd been plugging away before he got this massive, massive kind of hit. Um, And uh, it was German speaking. This German speaking song swished through Europe. Everyone loved it. Really strong beat. It has Dutch music producers, and that says a lot. So the Dutch music producers were Boland and Boland. And and I think that that, when you you hear the song, you can hear that in it. and, and that's it, really. Um, the song was just such a huge thing. It was inspired. He wrote it. Falco wrote it. Um, he didn't produce it, but he did write it. Um, it and, and he sung it in German. But it was inspired by watching um, Amadeus Mozart, the film. Mm. And so he wrote this about that. And there's something um, specific. I can't remember what it was about Amadeus that he kept saying that's what he wanted to do oh his debts and his popularity those are the two things that he picked out of um, Mm. amadeus mozart's life that he was hugely popular and he had massive debts and that's what this song is about really random Mm. okay so let's hear it in full it's rock me amadeus by the artist falco from 1985 enjoy Er war ein Punker und er in der großen Stadt. Es war in Wien, war Vianna, wo er alles tat. Er hatte Schulden, der Natal, doch ihn liebten alle Frauen. Und jeder rief, da kann man Rock Me Amadeus. Er war Superstar, er war populär, er war so exaltiert. Im Kaiser hatte Flair, er war ein der zu Hause er war ein Rockidol. Und alles rief, da kann man Rock mit Rock Me Amadeus. Es war Um 1780 und es war in Wien, no Plastic Money, and die Banken gegen ihn. Woher die Schulden kamen, war wohl jeder Mann bekannt. Er war ein Mann der Frauen, Frauen liebten seinen Punk. Er war ein Superstar, er war so populär, er war zu exaltiert, genau das war sein Flair. Er war ein Virtuose, war ein Rocky Doll Und alle suchten heute Captain Rock Me, aber der ist